reason I wanted to show that is because um, what I want to share with you today, to me, that's the that's the source of of the the wells of salvation, the the wells of revival that God brought has brought into the earth. Back a few years ago, when we changed our church's name to River Life, the Lord gave me a vision of of the Lord on the cross and being speared like that. And I saw him being speared, and I saw the water and the blood bust out of him. And the Lord spoke to me and said, the headwaters to the river of life was released on the earth on, on that day. So I, I've always, you know, since then, and even more now, I just really believe when we talk about the Holy Spirit River, that it's really what Christ did on the cross for us. And when he was, you know, it's when he was pierced like that, that really released his life into the earth. That's why I take it. I'm very, you know, it's all real to me, and it's really important to me, you know, what God is doing in the earth today. So I really wanted to share that. I know it's sort of intense to see that, and kind of hard to see it actually, really. But really, the Lord really gave us that as a gift, just that movie, The Passion, to be able to see that, to really help us. You know, get our minds around something that He's done for us, and the power of the cross, and the power of the blood of Jesus, and the power of His life pouring out onto the onto the earth. And God really wants us to be able to receive that life because it's been freely given to every person who would would take and drink of it. A couple of weeks ago, I had a message on uh, uh, wells, opening the wells. Uh, it was actually on Father's Day, if y'all remember that. Share some out of Genesis 26 and how Isaac opened, reopened some wells of his father Abraham, and and um, and how that really, you know, that and, and I shared on, you know, the Great Awakening in America, what the Great Awakening meant to the United States of America, what it did for us as a nation. It's just a, you know, and then at the end, all the fathers came up and prayed for. the everybody pray to bless on our church. This is really powerful to me to, to see that happening because I see that's part of what God wants to do in the earth is He wants to open up old wells, old wells of revival. The great, greater, first Great Awakening, the second Great Awakening, Azusa Street, the revival of the 40s, the revival of the charismatic renewal, the Jesus movement. All those are things that God has never, that God never stopped up, that God never wanted to end, but they do get stopped up and they have to be reopened. And, and that's really a lot of what the Lord's doing I believe now, and I believe he's also wanting to, us to dig wells, okay? And when I talk about digging a well, I mean tapping into what we just saw, okay? When I talk about digging a well, I mean I'm talking about tapping into that river of the Holy Spirit that came out of Christ's side, amen? So I wanted to read just a... I actually did this message in 17 minutes in the first service. 17 minutes. I clocked myself on it. So, but I'm going to read in Genesis 26, uh, verse 19. Um, <clears throat> it says, When Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with the herdsmen of Isaac, saying, The water is ours. So he named the place Esek because they contended with him. So Esek means contention. So one of the things we need to realize when we talk about the, the river of the Holy Spirit, we talk about revival, a move of God, any of that, there's going to be contention about it. Not everybody's going to agree with it. Not, you know, there's going to be disagreements about it. That's just part of it. And I think the best wisdom that I have 
for me personally is I just don't contend with people about it. If people don't believe it, I'm just, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think we need to quarrel and argue with people over it. I think just people can believe what they want. You know, we need to give people the freedom to believe what they want and the grace to believe what they want. Which also means I get the freedom and the grace to believe what I want. You know, we really have to do that with each other. So there's no, I don't really want to contend with people or try to talk people into something or out of it. That's just, it doesn't work. You know, it's like an old preacher story. If you've got to talk people into coming to your church, you've got to talk them into staying. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking nobody into nothing, Lord. You need to convince them about things. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over it too and he named it Sitna. Okay, and Sitna actually means hatred. That's what it means. It means hatred. So there's, so things will, there's not people who, not, there's just disagreements. There's people who literally, I can't really get this, there's people who literally hate what God's doing. Hate it. There's, there's sincere people who hate what God's doing in the earth. You know, my point, people's like, well, I mean, if you hate it, but if it was your child that got delivered, your child that got healed, you, weren't, you wouldn't be the one hating it. And, and I pray that, that wouldn't, we wouldn't have to come. But there's a hatred. Jesus himself prophesied this in uh, Luke 10, 22. He said, you will be hated by all because of my name. You will be hated by all because of my name. Jesus said that. He also said in, in, in verse 34 of Matthew 10, I said Luke, it meant Matthew, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Okay, the Lord himself causes trouble with people. He causes difficulties between people. And I think that's just something we have to realize. When the, and when the Lord does move, the more he moves, there's going to be contention and strife, and there's going to be actual hatred over these things. Okay, but I just choose to love what God's doing. Even when it offends me, I just continue to say, well, I love it anyway, and you'll change my heart from being offended to loving what you do. Because I've lived long enough and seen and went my way long enough, Lord. Amen. Uh, and so in verse 22, it says, Are y'all good? He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. That's a good day, isn't it? So he named it Rehoboth, for he said, At last the Lord has made room for us, and we will be fruitful in the land. Now I'll tell you this is what God's going to do with the church in America. There's going to be a place made for the body of Christ in this nation, and the, and the body of Christ will become fruitful in this nation because of the move of the Holy Spirit, because of the revival that God's releasing. There will come a day when the church will be a fruitful, will be fruitful in this nation, and the, and, and the nation, and the nations will drink from what the church has. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's our destiny as a church. I'm not saying every church, but I'm saying, I'm saying our church. I'm saying that my river alive in many churches in this nation, the body of Christ in America, is going to find a fruitful, wide place in this country. And we are going to affect our nation tremendously. I believe that's the heart of the Father all the way down the line. Mm, Lord, let it be so. Then he went up from there to Beersheba. Everybody say Beersheba. So this is what I want to, really wanted to talk to you just briefly about, about Beersheba, which Beersheba spiritually is a place of encounter. Everybody say encounter. Uh, I was at this, this um, um, Lance Walno guy. Y'all need to hear this guy talk, man. He never says uh when he talks. He's the only person I know that can talk. He's got so much. He doesn't think. He don't even have to think pause. It's just like, like please say uh. <laughs> Give me a chance to stick up with you. 
You know, he doesn't hesitate. He's like a machine gun. But anyway, he asked this great question. And he said, what are you most excited about in your life right now? What are you most excited about in your life right now? I thought about there's three things that I'm very excited about in my personal life. This is my personal answer. One is the encounters of the Lord that I'm having in my life now. I'm really excited about that. That's really a blessing. That's really what I want to talk to you about. I'll just go ahead and tell you the other two. They're not quite as spiritual, but they're equally good. Is the second one, I'm excited about my relationship with Becky. I believe God wants to renew marriages. I believe He wants us to be excited about our marriage, about the person we married. He wants to renew your marriage and cause you to have a friendship and a, you know, all the other good things that marriage, that God wants to renew that and refresh that in your marriage. So, Lord, I just pray for every person in this room for a renewal and their wedding vows is renewal. They would love each other. They would get excited about each other and enjoy each other, Lord. That's a good thing, man. Um, and, the, and the third thing I was most excited about is my grandchildren. I'm really, I'm genuinely excited. I was telling Diana, it's great. We had the kid, grandkids over there uh, keeping them and I was sitting there, I was looking, I was thinking, you know, it is great to have little children in the house. It really is. It's a great thing when you have these little ones running around the house. I, that's why I love the kids is to run around the church. It's great to have all the kids in the church. And, you know, God's excited about children. Anyway, so I'm not going to preach anymore about grandchildren or children, but we're excited about all the children. But I do want to talk to you about Beersheba, encounters with the Lord. We're at a place now where God wants to release encounters with His people because God loves His people and God wants to reveal Himself to His people. God wants to break this thing off in us where we think we've got to work at it, we've got to do something special to have these encounters with the Lord. That's just that's insanity. He's a father who loves his family and wants to reveal himself to his family. Amen? Now that's the heart of the father. He wants you to have these encounters with him. And the reason I say Beersheba is a place of encounter, if you uh, sort of study a little bit, um, one of the most profound encounters, I think, was uh, Hagar. Hagar was thrown out, her and Ishmael, they were thrown out. I mean, thrown out, get out of the house, leave. We don't want you here no more. We reject you. You're not welcome in this home. Leave. And they left and were in the wilderness. They had a little food, a little water, and when that was all empty, she sat down. The Ishmael was crying, and, and whether we like it or not, it, it's irregardless. He was crying. He was dying. She knew sat there, and she knew she was dying. And it says, the Bible says, this is happening at Beersheba, there was a voice that came came out of heaven and spoke to her and said, don't even worry about crying. I'm, Ishmael's going to be a great man. There's going to be 12 princes that's going to come from him. Y'all all know who Ishmael is. He owns all the majority of the oil in the world, Saudi Arabia. That's, that's Ishmael. And God spoke. And, uh, and there was an encounter there at this place called Beersheba. Actually, it wasn't called that then. But he did speak from heaven. Another tremendous thing was, uh, we'll, we'll read it in just a second, was with Isaac. He had this encounter with the Lord. Uh, uh, Jacob had an encounter with the Lord. Jacob was an old man. Uh, he had lost, he had went through some difficulties in his life, of course. You know the, the story of Jacob. You know, uh, thought Joseph was dead. You know, sent his boys, there was a famine in the land and things were not going good. Find out Joseph's really not dead. He's like the vice president of Egypt. And, you know, he's the man in charge, runs the country and sends for his dad. Dad, come, come here. There's food here. You're t- you'll be taken care of here and during this great, difficult time in the earth. 
And so Jacob decides he's going to go, and on the way he stops at Beersheba, and he has a dream. And the Lord speaks to Jacob in a dream and says, Jacob, go. You're, you're, you're going in the right direction. You've got the right plan. You're hearing me right because I'm, I'm going to bless you there. You're going to expand there. You're going to grow there. And see, I think a lot of us are needing to hear an encounter from the Lord. We need to hear God speak to us about the direction we're going in our lives. We need to hear Him say, you know, Matthew Bollinger, you're in the right, you're doing the right thing, you're going in the right direction. How many people need God to do that occasionally in their life? I know I do. I'm Come on, I need to hear of God. God wants us to have these encounters with Him where He speaks to us, whether it be a voice from heaven, which I'm going for the voice from heaven. Anybody else going for voices from heaven? I'm going to hear voices. I'm asking to hear voices. I want to hear heaven. I want to be standing around hearing this voice. Like somebody, everybody, it's thunder. No, it didn't thunder. That was the voice of the Father. Y'all just thought it thundered, but it really wasn't. I'm like Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle has this great statement. He says, listen, I will go on to visions and revelations in the Lord. I will. Not, I might, not, maybe I won't. You know, maybe we're going to have some theological debate. Is that still? He said, I'm going on to these things. I'm going to have these experiences with God. I'm making, I've adopted that statement. That's what I'm doing in my life. I'm pursuing these experiences with God. I'm pursuing encounters with the Lord. Why am I doing that? Because I'm a child of God. I belong to His family, and that's my inheritance. That belongs to me just like it belongs to every true child of God. And if we'll take that position, those things will begin to take place in our life. Okay, now listen. Are you all okay? Because I've I'm, I'm, got to be done in seven minutes. <laughs> Verse 24. The Lord, this is Isaac's, the Lord appeared to him the same night. Now, wow. So, in the three encounters, one, a guy has a dream, the Lord speaks to him. Two, uh, the gal hears a voice from heaven. This one, it says, the Lord appeared to him. The Lord appeared to How many would like the Lord to appear to them? I don't know if you don't want to, but you should. I mean, I'm just going to be honest here. You should want God. God, please appear to me. Don't, I'm going to be like Moses. I don't want just some sorry angel. In comparison, in comparison of dull respect to the angels in this room, in comparison to the Lord, you are nothing. And that's what the Bible says in Hebrews. I'll take an angel, but I don't want just an angel. I'll take an angel visitation. I'll take an angelic revelation all day long. I want them. Come on, angels. But I'll be honest with you, I'd rather have the Lord Himself to show up at my house. And I have felt the Lord walk through here a couple of times. One night he did. He walked through the room. The Lord Jesus. And the Lord really wants to walk through places, our lives. He wants to show up in our lives. So I love that. Man, the Lord appeared to him that same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Don't be afraid anymore, for I am with you. How would you love to hear God say that to you about a situation in your life? Stop being afraid. I'm with you. It's going to be okay. I'm here. Who can do anything if I'm here? Who cares what people think if I'm here? Who cares what they say? Who cares what man does if I'm in, if I'm in the house? Who would care if he's there? That's what we're going for, you know. Is for him to be there. Lord, how would the world know there's any difference between us and any other people unless your presence is with us? Here's what the Lord asked me one day. He said, Byron, is my manifest presence enough for you? Is it enough? Yes, Lord, because with his manifest presence comes everything. God wants to release his manifest presence in the church. Incredible. And I believe he is. 
to me, the ultimate meeting is God's manifest, manifest presence comes, and everybody's like, ah, you know, whatever, ah, you know, or whatever you do when He shows up. We all act different when he, we get in His presence. Um, I might get real quiet. That would be a change for me. <laughs> I'm usually loud. Then He says, uh, "I will bless you and multiply your descendants." My gosh. Lord, bless that baby back there that Becky's holding. That's one of my descendants. I say, yes, God, show up and touch my grandchildren. Bless me and multiply them. Do something with them. I mean, my goodness, that's what God wants to do for people. He wants to touch your families. He cares about your children. He cares about your grandchildren. He cares about your grandma, actually. <laughs> he really does. For the sake of my servant Abraham, the Lord's going to do stuff for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's really interested in doing these things. This is what the encounter is all about. This is what the visitation is all about. It's for the greatness and glory of the Lord Jesus, who is, who is the, the, the great one. Amen? So this is what's going to happen then, okay? Once we begin to have these encounters, something's going to happen to us. Okay, it's going to cause us to do things, Right? We ain't just going to get touched by the Lord, have this encounter with the Lord, and just get up and go on about our business like nothing has changed. It's going to change us. It's going to change us on the inside. See, I don't want to do all this outside stuff. Oh, you've got to get people to do Forget it. Let's get God to do something in them. So he built, and everybody said he built an altar there. So that's the first thing that's going to happen. See, an altar speaks of worship. And what God has been trying to do, and I believe he's getting close with us, from the time the Lord began to move this, He said to me, I'm out of 1 Kings 18, when Elijah had to repair the altar, He's been working on the altar of our hearts, working on it so the altar can contain the fire, the fire of passionate love for God. Now that's really, the, really what the, really the fire is all about. It's about loving God, and, and, and when God's love is power. You know, so there's this worship that God wants to, He wants us to worship. He's going to do something to the altar of our heart. He's going to cause our... Lord, we're going to build this altar of worship. We're going to worship God. We're going to worship Him. He, and He's going to fill that worship with His manifest presence. It's, there's going to be something dynamic that's going to happen, I believe, in the area of worship. That's beyond music. It's beyond singing. It's just worship. It's God being honored and glorified. Something I can just feel it. Can't you feel that? Can't you feel that thing that's out there that is in, in the area that God is going to? There's going to be this worship that's going to rise out of the church that is going to transcend anything that we've ever seen. It's, it's going to be powerful and it's going to rock rock our lives. Does anybody else feel that? I really believe that's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But there's going to be idiots like me who can't sing, uh, you know, can't even carry a tune. I mean, unless I'm carrying a, a boombox, you know, that's the way I carry a tune. But are going to worship God, and there'll be sounds coming out of people like my mouth that will have power on them that will change people's lives when they hear. I have had dreams where I have heard people sing songs, and when they sang those songs, the atmosphere changed, completely changed in the room. I was in a meeting in a dream with Larry Faldo. Okay, y'all know Larry Faldo. That's Heather's daddy. He's, in, he's a great guy, but he ain't no singer. <laughs> in a dream, he got up at this table. We were doing communion, and he sung. And when he sung, heaven dropped into the room. Dro Larry Faldo was singing, and heaven came. I would tell you about the dream that Amy sang, but she can sing good. 
But she did the same thing. So there are going to be people who've got a good singing voice who are going to do it too. Heaven will come out of their mouth. It was in, you wouldn't believe these dreams. They were incredible. I mean, I mean, in the dream, I was blasted beyond measure by the presence of God being released in worship. And we're going to see that happen. I really believe that's what, about this building our altar there. And we're going to do the next thing. We're going to call on the name of the Lord. There's going to be a people who are going to call on God recklessly. We're going to abandon ourselves. Lord, we're going to call, we're going to call on God in every situation, in every circumstance, and we're going to see Him answer us. We're going to be a people. We want God so bad. We, want to, we just want to be around Him. Not only, not only we need Him, we just, but we're, there's just going to be this, maybe a prayer movement, okay, that's going to happen that's going to call on the name of the Lord, that's not going to be like any prayer movement we've ever seen or heard. It's going, to be a, it's going to be prayers of power. It's going to be prayers like Jesus Christ Himself would pray. You think if He prayed a prayer, something might happen? Can you imagine Jesus praying a prayer? I mean, can you just imagine Him up in heaven saying, Oh! What's your name? Amy, the Lord says He wants you to know His love. That's what Jesus is praying over you today. He wants you to know. Can you imagine Jesus praying that for you? That He looked down out of heaven and said, Here's Amy. Here's Amy. I want her to know I love you. Amy, I care about you. Everything's going to be all right. Can you imagine the Lord doing that? Coming and doing that? That's a prayer movement. That's calling on the name of the Lord. I believe we're going to see that. Okay, the next thing is is pitching a tent there. How many want to pitch a tent where God is? How many want to move in where God is? How many are saying, listen, as long as God is right here, we're here. Right? I mean, we ain't moving until He moves. I mean, we need to get radical like that. If some, some crazy person says, there's a waterfall right here in this room, we should say, we're pitching a tent under the waterfall. <laughs> That's the kind of people we, God wants us to be. Oh, there's, there's a waterfall here. There's a fountain there. We're jumping in the fountain. Actually, you know what's in here this morning? There is a pool. It's never been a pool before. There's a pool. A, what pool of Bethesda? I'm getting a pool of Bethesda in the Bible. The waters would stir. People would go into the water and get healed. I've never seen it like a pool here before. It's always been, you know, raggedy, roughy, rocky river. But God really wants to release the healing thing. If you're sick, God wants to heal you. If you want a healing anointing, God wants to release the healing anointing to people because this pool carries the power. All right. Done. Almost. And, okay, so we're going to pitch our tent where God is. We're going to call on. We're going to worship. We're going to call on Him. We're going to pitch our tent. And then what are we going to do? We are going to open up other wells. We are going to open up... Uh, see, it ain't just we're going to do all that. Oh, we're going to have a big old time with the Lord and we're going to go out the door blasting. We're going to go dig some wells. We're going to open up other wells. There's other kind of wells. We're going to open up the well of supernatural businessmen. Right? We're going to open that well where people can do business supernaturally for in the future. The, the Christian businessmen will be prosperous. That's a well. We're going to open up the well of education. The, ed, the educate children, sorry. We're going to open up that. We're going to, see, we're going to dig these wells, whatever wells that God gives us to unplug 
and unstop and bring up to the surface the power of God in the world. And, and, and we are going to release that. We're going to go out there and we're going to release God. And God is going to do this. God is going to change our country. He's going to do a miracle in our nation. And we'll have a revival in our nation. And we'll have a great awakening in our nation. I firmly believe that. If I don't believe anything, I believe that. That's the one thing that God put in me the moment He moved is that He's going to do something in this nation. And I ain't forgetting it. And I'm saying, yes, you are going to do it. But He's going to use people like me and you to do it. He's going to use people like me and you to get up after we've experienced God. And then we're going to go out there. But He's not only going to do it here, He's going to do it everywhere we go. If we go to another country, He's going to do it there. Because our nation has a calling. I've told you this. I'll tell you this one more time. I just love to tell this story. I can't stand This story kills me when I tell Robert Hunt came over here in 16-something, 24, 32. Where's Don at? When was it, Don? I got you, Don. <laughs> this was the Jamestown Landing. Robert Hunt, 1607. Matthew knew it. Good job. He comes over here. They land. He declares a three-day de- prayer and fast. He erects a cross at the end of three days. He dedicates this nation to God. This is the first prayer. This is the prayer. He dedicates this nation to God and the preaching of the gospel worldwide. Now tell me, does that not touch your heart when you hear that? Because it is your roots. It's your spiritual roots. It's what we're here for as a nation. It's our job as a nation. That's our job. That's why we have to go after the wells. That's why we've got to get them open because we're not finished yet. There's people all over this nation now. There's people all over the world that need to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm taking this stuff serious. I'm taking it serious. And I believe we, God wants us all to take it serious. I believe in this when I'm telling you. I really believe it. I'm going after it with all my heart inside until God shows me practical things to do. Amen? So, thank you, Lord. Mm, thank you, Lord. All right, now, I wanted to ask, is there any sick among you? Is anybody sick who hasn't been prayed for? Or maybe you have prayed, been prayed for and haven't been healed? Raise your hand. Man, y'all are Fran McCarran. Come on, Fran. I'm glad, I'm glad there's one sick person in here this morning. <laughs> We're going to get him healed. Anybody else sick? Is there any sick among you? All right. Now, Fran is one who's calling for, for help. All right. We have this pool here. If you would like an anointing for the healing ministry of Christ, okay, one of that things that Jesus does, he releases compassion. Okay. He wants to release compassion through us for healing. I guess one aspect of healing. But this pool has that in it. If you want the, if you want to move in healing, which I think is really important, right? Because God's emphasizing healing in our nation right now, healing and resurrection from the dead. He just, he just went from zero to a thousand miles an hour in one step. That's like how God. Y'all think about healing, man? We're talking about getting some dead people up out of morgues. You know, that's what He's doing. God wants to raise the dead too. So there's this anointing in this pool that will can be released into us. If you would like that, I'd like you to come up. And we're going to, for those who want this, and, and Eric, y'all going to get them people to ministry, and we're going to go and lay hands and just release that on people, this anointing to heal the sick, 
to raise people up to dead. It's to touch people that they would be touched with the, that we would carry the compassion. We would be people who would release the compassion. And we're, we're, we're praying for Fran to actually get healed. So, you want prayer for healing? <laughs>